Wishful thinking, deliberate creation, manifestations, the law of attraction. The truth is, there's so much information out there. How do we decipher and debunk wishful thinking from actually being the creators of our own reality? On this episode of Coffee with Source, my very special guest, Kimberly, will help us debunk all of the myths and find our alignment with what it means to co-create deliberately. Kimberly and welcome to Coffee with Source. Hey, I am so excited to be here. Thank you so much. I'm so grateful that you're here. Kimberly Baca is a mindset and manifestation coach who's joining us today all the way from Thailand. And on today's episode, Kimberly is really going to dive into what it means to follow the inspiration or the breadcrumbs as I call them which, you know, led her down a path of unimaginable miracles. And it's a truly inspiring story. So for anyone who's listening, who is curious about creating a different reality, Kimberly is going to share her story. And I certainly hope it inspires you as much as it's inspired me. So Kimberly, what is the story of you? Well, thank you so much for that wonderful introduction. Um, I truly hope I can inspire people to just follow their dreams and really just live a life of no limitations because we're all completely capable of this. Um, So the way it all happened with me is in July 2019, I quit my job to travel the world. Um, The interesting part of my story is that I was 35 when I did it and by now most 35 year olds are on their second child, some of them are on their second divorce. And here I was kind of quitting my job, leaving everything I knew, all the comforts of, you know, my income, my apartment in New York City. I was living in New York City at the time, um, really just to pursue a life of complete adventure and uncertainty. Um, And the way it happened is this had kind of been on my mind for the last five years or so, probably even longer. But I started thinking about it for the last five years and, you know, I had all these kind of limiting beliefs, you know, when you get to a certain age, you need to be responsible, you need to, um, you need to have a job, you know, I'd worked, uh, I'd worked in New York City for seven years building up this career that I had done really well in so it sort of just seemed completely irresponsible to even think that I should be doing something like this. So the year prior to that 2019, uh, sorry 2018. I had gone to Sevilla in Spain. Um, It's one of my absolute favorite cities, everything about the city, the architecture, the food, the people. And I was exploring one of the um, tourist attractions there. And I just felt this unimaginable, beautiful feeling of joy and inspiration. And as I was looking around, I just thought to myself, why do I have to save these moments that I'm feeling now of this absolute abundance and joy and inspiration for just when I go on my vacations a couple of times a year, you know, 
I just thought to myself, I really want to live my life feeling like this, you know, this inspired and, and this, uh, this much joy. So after that trip, I got back to New York City and I just decided that I had to make this work, this dream of, of backpacking and just having all this freedom backpacking long term. So I started to make it happen with a simple step of just writing it down on a piece of paper, writing my goals down. And um, I just decided in my mind that as soon as, uh, no matter what, I was going to make it work. And as soon as I had made that decision, I just like put it out into the universe. Things just started aligning in my life, like unbelievably so. I almost, it was almost just miraculous. Um, for example, one of my friends, she had announced that she was going to be away for three months and she was looking to sublease an apartment for the exact dates that I was going to be away. Um, and then I also managed to obtain, I think, two or three extra new clients at the time, which made my savings goal so much easier. Um, you know, already with the decision, it was going to be a little bit of a pinch to try and save all this money. But I just told myself I was going to make it work no matter what. And so all these things just started aligning to my goals. And eventually when I did tell my boss that this was my plan, I was gonna to quit to travel. Um, yeah, everything kind of just aligned up to that. And the universe started blessing me in abundance with, with it was like my desires just started falling on my lap. I love that. That's such an inspirational story. Kimberly, let's rewind a little bit because for those who mm -hmm. are listening to your story are going, okay, that sounds way too easy breezy. So my first question is, were you conscious of the fact that you were trying to deliberately create this new reality for yourself at the very beginning when you're still in New York City? You know, you've worked all these years to attain this level of success in your job and you, you're curious about traveling. You know, there has to be mm -hmm. something more. So something mm -hmm. is not in alignment with you, but at that point, are you, you know, heavily into the law of attraction or manifestation? Are you studying spirituality or are you just kind of following your inner guidance system? So honestly, at the time of all of this happening, I was in, I had, I had read about the law of attraction, but I didn't really find that it was working that well for me. Um, I just kind of, for myself, I kind of just looked at it as, you know, there's some things in my life that work really well and there's other things that don't. So although all, all of this that I did for myself, it was obviously manifesting because we're manifesting all the time, right? Whether it's good or bad things, we're always manifesting. But I wasn't quite conscious of the, the method that I was doing and, and how it all panned out. It was only after looking in hindsight how, you know, the, the basic principles of making decisions and being, you know, living in alignment to what your true calling is, that it all started making sense. So it's the whole journey of, you know, quitting my job, then going on the travels. And then I'll tell you the rest of the story later, how I ended up living in Thailand. And, and then I kind of reverse engineered that whole process to actually figure out how to properly manifest. That's awesome. And so you even mentioned at one point in our conversation that your was it you know your boss or your company that was willing to extend leave but that you knew when yes. you're, that you needed to exactly so I had the conversation with my boss about um what I wanted to do and they were super nice about it they offered me a three-month sabbatical to um 
obviously travel for three months and then I could come back to my same role. And it was obviously extremely tempting because it gave me a safety net. But again, I just knew in my heart that, um, you know, sitting at a desk in a nine to five job is just not what my soul was aligned to do. And so I turned that down. And I truly think that that action as well was having complete trust and surrendering to the universe. And that is also why everything aligned so perfectly because I fully took a bet on myself. You know, most I, I really do believe that most people probably would have taken the sabbatical because it's the safer option. And I know my subconscious mind was kind of pushing me towards that, but I just listened to my gut in this case. My intuition told me that I need to follow my heart and just take the risk, you know? And when you do take the risk, as you and I have said before, the universe re rewards courage. And that's exactly what happens. That's, that's remarkable. But tell me, because I'm curious, how did your family and friends react? Uh, a bit of both. Um, I mean, my mom, my mom knows that I'm, you know, a wandering soul and a free spirit. So she was super happy for me. Um, my dad, my stepdad's response was pretty much like, don't you think you're too old for this? Down now. <laughs> you know how it goes. Um, funny thing is when I moved to New York City at 29, he said exactly the same thing. So I'm surprised he didn't learn by then that I'm not going to settle down for any, for any, um, you know, society's expectations of me. Um, and then, yeah, my friends, most of them were super happy for me. Um, I, you know, you do always get a bit of pushback from some people, but I, I truly believe that when people are not supporting you, that it's kind of something within themselves that they, they, they don't have the courage to do it. So they push back on you because it's within themselves. Absolutely. Absolutely. And that's such a good point because how often do we, you know, we all know someone or even ourselves, we're guilty of it, that we start to see limitations in ourselves or hold ourselves back because of our age, because, well, I couldn't possibly shift my career now because I spent, you know, seven years, eight years studying it. And now I have a job and I have commitments and responsibilities. And so we limit ourselves. Mm -hmm. And you, you navigated that and you continue to do that regardless of your age or the fact that, you know, let's point it out you're a woman, you're traveling the mm -hmm. world alone, you're mm -hmm. a gorgeous girl. And so all of these things, a lot of people would bring back to, you know, the, the fear-based beliefs, mm -hmm. Well, you can't possibly mm -hmm. travel the world alone. You're a woman. Um, you know, you can't just quit your job like that. Oh my gosh, you're 35 years old. And you just surmounted all of that. What was, you know, what's mm -hmm. the key nugget that helped you through all of that? Well, I think it's just understanding that all of these kind of societal beliefs and condition conditionings are really made to keep us small. I mean, if we can just look at age, age as a factor is just a, it's just a mindset. That's really all there is. I mean, of course, our bodies age and, and what have you. But I mean, you see people that are starting companies at 60, 70 years old and becoming millionaires or, you know, actresses that are getting their first um, uh, award at the age of 60, you know, age really is just a mindset if you believe that, because age can hold us back in so many ways and it's, it's disheartening actually because so many people think that life kind of ends at 30. Um, people have so much anxiety about turning 30. I mean, for me, I've had the absolute best years of my life since I turned 30. And I think that has a lot to do with moving to New York City when I was 29 
Same thing when most people were settling down and having families because that's what, what's expected of you. Um, you just have to do what follows what, what your heart feels, you know. You don't have to live up to anybody's expectations or societal norms. They're, they're there and they keep you small. Absolutely. And so you're traveling. Tell us how you ended up in Thailand. Good question. It's a wonderful adventure I'm excited to share. <laughs> um, so basically also uh, backtracking a little bit. Um, I was, I almost decided to wait another year before I took this trip, um, even after I told my boss that I was going to quit to travel because I was a bit concerned about my savings goals. Um, but then I decided to just go for it in any case and just fully trust myself, trust the universe and surrender. And again, the universe re rewarded me, uh, rewarded my courage for this. As you all know, what happened in July 2020, the world shut down and my dreams would have been absolutely ruined by COVID. My savings would have probably been spent because half of my team was furloughed because we were in the travel industry. And when that happened, it was just another... It was another reason that I believe in manifestation and surrendering and trusting the universe so much. So we'll go back to how I got to Thailand. Um, basically, I left July 2019. I had been traveling through Europe for three months. And because I had managed to save all that extra money, because I got those extra clients um, miraculously, I managed to extend my travels by another month. And then I decided to go home to South Africa to spend Christmas with them. Um, that was over December 2019. And I still had more funds yet left because the universe was gifting me with money. <laughs> um, so in January, I found myself, I was in Thailand initially and things started getting a little bit precarious with, with the, the virus. Um, although it was kind of still uncertain, you know, people weren't sure how serious it was. Some people thought it was more of a hoax and it wasn't gonna be much of anything. Um, for me, I was very lighthearted about it. I had been traveling around Thailand. I'd, I'd then gone to Laos, then Cambodia. And it was when I was in Cambodia in March that I started thinking, okay, I think this is worse than what, what I initially thought. My family was messaging me all the time telling me to go back to New York City. It's not safe in Asia. Um, I must get on a flight right away. But again, that good old intuition, I. I leaned into that and I just said to myself, I'm going to fly to Thailand. I feel safe there. The food is good. The people are amazing. Let me go wait it out for a month in Thailand. Uh, so that was March 2019. Um, and of course, as we all know, it was not a month of waiting it out. And one month led to two months. Initially, I was locked down on an island in, uh, in Thailand called Koh Lanta. They would not let us off the island unless we were flying out of the country which I did not want to do. So I decided to just stay on the island. And um, that was about two months locked down on that island. And again, I was just in that state of gratitude that I could not understand why the entire world was in this state. And here I was on an island in Thailand, in a villa with strangers who became my best friends and having the time of my life. It was just crazy to me. Um, and, and this is what life gets to be. It gets to be you sitting there and just wondering how you defied logic. You know, it really gets to be that if you can just open yourself up to these possibilities because myself and, and the others in the villa would ask us ask ourselves this all the time. How did we get so lucky? And that's how it gets to be. You get to ask yourself, you know, about your life. How did I get so lucky? Because we all deserve to live a life like that, you know? That's so true. 
Yeah, and so um, one month passed, two months passed. I decided to, when when travel started being allowed again in Thailand, the borders were still closed um, to tourists. Sorry, I forgot to mention that. I actually arrived in Thailand two days before they closed the borders to tourism. And the borders remained closed for most of the year. So I was really lucky when I got in as well. Um, and then I decided to move to another island, still in the, in the south of Thailand, still as beautiful, still as much of paradise as the one before. And um, this is where I've been living now. So I've been here since last year, May. And uh, I don't see myself leaving before next year, May, which will mean two, two years on this absolutely beautiful paradise island. Um, during my time here, I've gone through a massive transformation. I worked with a coach myself, um, and it's just been a journey of healing, of transformation, of completely reinventing myself, learning new skills. And this um, on this island is where I started building my coaching business. And this is where I realized my true purpose and calling is to honestly just help people realize their unbelievable power and inspire them to just go out there and live that limitless life that they are perfectly capable of. Absolutely. And what, what do you think is the role of gratitude in, you know, finding your path to alignment? How important of a role does gratitude play? Oh, I would say it's one of the most important foundations for manifesting and living a good life. Um, Gratitude is like the higher one of the highest energetic frequencies we can be on. Gratitude, joy, and love. So when you're feeling any of these emotions, your vibration is elevated and good things just come to you. And, you know, have you ever felt grateful and anxious at the same time? You can't. It's impossible. So just to anchor yourself in gratitude, no matter how hard things are, um, it's truly, truly life-changing. It really is the core of everything. And I really think that that's actually what has brought me to this place as well, because I, I, I do every time something amazing happens to me, I, I even cry sometimes thanking the universe, you know, I do too. I'm so glad you do too, because I thought I was weird for that. <laughs> but oh, it's yeah. so important. So you true. Know, the more, yeah. The more grateful for what, the more grateful we are for what we have, the more we get of what we want, you know? I truly yeah. believe that. I, it's, it's, it's so important that you mention that because, you know, when we, we allow ourselves to feel sadness, to feel shame, to feel guilt, mm -hmm. those things make us cry, right? The things that are, yeah. that hurt, but to experience such an overwhelming amount of gratitude and joy and peace, even if it's just for 10 seconds or 15 seconds, it, it has the same effect, uh, mm -hmm. you know, physically as bringing up the tears and being in that moment. And it's so exactly. important to just let it go. Sometimes, you know, the most beautiful sunsets will do that to me now. And if you would have okay. had this conversation with me three years ago, I would have been like, <laughs> who's got time to look at that? You know? Oh, right. I know. It's just basking in the small pleasures of life. And, yeah. and it does get difficult, you know, it's, it's difficult sometimes when you do have, you know, limiting beliefs and stuff, it's hard, you know, I remember I used to struggle to feel grateful because I, I often felt undeserving of the good things that I got, you know, I put it on luck or whatever the case is. So it really, you do have to dismantle all of this rubbish that you're living out of alignment in order to 
you know, feel, feel gratitude and feel worthy of, of all of your desires. Absolutely. And so what are you manifesting now? What are you working on now? What is a, a you know, a glimpse into your, your life, your vision board? What does that look like? Oh, my vision board is very um, beautiful. <laughs> I have a sea view villa on there. I, I am determined to live on in a beautiful sea view villa within the next few months. Um, I do have a yacht on there. I don't need the yacht immediately, but it's always been my dream my entire life to own a yacht. <laughs> um, and then I have smaller manifestations on there, like, um, you know, beautiful romantic dates, friendships. A lot of the stuff I do already have, but it's just kind of a reminder of, you know, the type of life that I want to live. Um, what else is on there? I have some um, piles of money on there. I have affirmations because as I mentioned I'm in the I'm building my coaching business so I really do want to have a thriving coaching business where I can just impact so many lives and you know just open people's realm of possibilities to the life that they can truly live um, I do really feel like this is my true soul's purpose is to just help and inspire other people to get to where I am and that it doesn't have to come with this hustle and grind that is just become also such a societal norm you know that sleep is the devil rest is the devil sleep when you're dead kind of thing um, it doesn't need to be like that either what do you say to people who question that and would say well if you're not doing then how can you be receiving or manifesting well I think the most difficult thing for people is and especially when it comes to this whole manifesting thing is surrendering and releasing control especially releasing control of the outcome so manifesting you know you have to do the doing it's not just sitting around and doing nothing but I think it's important to you know be aligned with what feels good to you and you know as I'm building my business now there's just certain tasks that I really don't like doing and people say you can't build a business if you're not going to do things you don't like doing and I disagree I think that you need to feel good for your business to feel good and so I, I outsource the stuff that I don't like doing and so that I have the time to work on my coaching skills you know to work on um serving people on my in my Instagram audience and in my Facebook group those are the things that make me feel good those are the things that are aligned to me becoming a good coach um so I don't see a problem with you know outsourcing stuff that, that doesn't feel good to you and just following your your intuition what does being in alignment feel like? It's like a calm, I would say that it's a calm and secure feeling, knowing that you're on the right path. You know, um, it's important to know who you are as a person as well. This is why the manifestation journey I'm so passionate about and why I think it's such a beautiful journey is that it's a whole deep dive into your inner being. Um, it's not, you know, as we've said, it's not just sitting on a couch and imagining an amazing life and hoping it happens for you you have to really take a deep dive in, into yourself and so knowing your values and ensuring that you know if you do start a business that your your personal values are aligned with the way you're running your business like to me that's what um you know doing business in alignment is and i know what all of my personal values are and i make sure that i withhold them with every interaction i have personally and professionally and in my everyday life absolutely how do you know that your manifestations are close? It's very difficult um, to answer that question because sometimes you just don't know. 
Um, but I'm not sure if you're, uh, you, you must have heard of Gabby Bernstein, right? Of course, super attractive. Yes, that's what I was going to mention. So she has a really um, important part in her book where she talks about having, um, you know, little like omens or spirit animals that, you know, if you need some guidance, um, that you look for this little, whatever it is that you choose that feels good to you. Like for me, it's butterflies. And whenever, you know, I'm doing all the things for my manifestations, but it just doesn't feel like it's coming. I ask the universe to like send me a sign and so often, you know, a little butterfly will just come past. And did you request the butterfly or how do you know that the butterfly is your sign? For me, it's just what felt right. Um, I've always, I read a quote the other day that really felt, um, it kind of resonated with me. And, you know, as I said, I've been through this massive healing journey and transformation. And let me tell you, it's, it's really not all fun and games. It's a very difficult and challenging journey. It can be really, really hard at some time, you know, sometimes. And um, when I was going through the stage where I was feeling really low and I was like, am I ever going to heal myself? I read this quote that said, um, your time as a caterpillar has expired. Your wings are ready. And this just felt so good to me because um, actually there's a funny part to this as well. This felt so good to me because that's exactly what it is. You know, these caterpillars go into the cocoon. They make this disgusting, gloopy mess inside and then they come out as a beautiful butterfly. And when I was going through this, um, I'm not even kidding. I walked outside a couple of days later and there were about five different cocoons that had been placed outside my house in different areas. Oh my God. So little cattle, yeah. And so it was actually from that moment that I decided that my spirit's animal or omen is gonna be a butterfly. That's amazing. Yeah. So what, your, what are your top three tips that you could share with our listeners today uh, who want to become more deliberate in you know the, the co-creative process with the universe. What are your top three tips mm -hmm. on how they can start doing that today? Well, I would say the foundation of all of it is really just to make that decision and to promise yourself that you will do anything to be that person that allows that decision to come to life. Um, because as soon as you make that decision and then you start taking the aligned action, that's when things just start working towards your desires. Um, because once you decide what you want, the universe does conspire to get it happening for you, but you have to cooperate. You have to take the aligned action. So I would say the first thing is making the decision. Um, the second thing is taking the aligned action and aligned being a very important word because it's not just about the doing, it's about making sure that what you're doing is actually going towards your goals and your your manifestations, you know, um, that that's where I don't agree with this whole hustle and grind cultures because people are often just doing the doing and it's not actually aligned action. And then the last thing, for me, the most powerful thing in my manifestation journey and when I do manifest is shifting my identity. So it's becoming the person that's already received those manifestations. So. If you um, are trying to find your, your dream job and, you know, let's just for argument's sake, say it's a CEO of a startup, just act as though it's already done because in, in some reality, it is already done. So step into that version of the CEO that it takes to get that dream job. So 
How does that person show up? How do they, how are they in conversations? What are they having for breakfast? How many times are they working out a, um, a week? And once you start just almost brainwashing yourself to stepping into this identity, you do become that level of vibration that your desires match. I love that. What are some of the things mm. that you do every day to align yourself with your, you know, with, with your manifestations, with the versions of you that you're stepping into? Mm-hmm. I'm so glad you asked this question because it's so important. This has been one of the biggest things on my manifestation and healing journey is creating a morning ritual for myself. Um, it's a morning ritual is just something that you do before you even check your phone, before you talk to anyone, before you open your laptop, it's your own time. It can be anything from 10 minutes to an hour to even longer. I'm lucky enough to um, you know, have a lot of time because I've created this life of freedom for myself. So mine takes half an hour or longer. And so the first thing I do in the morning is I wake up to um, and I listen to affirmations. I actually record affirmations in my own voice and I listen to them as soon as I wake up when my brain is still in theta state. So you're sort of in a hypnotic state. Um, then I come outside, I make myself coffee and I sit in the garden and I journal. And what I do is I script. So I'm not sure if you're familiar or if you've tried scripting, but it's basically writing in your diary. It's almost like a dear diary entry and you write your ideal life as if it's already happened. So for example, you'd say, dear diary, I'm so happy and grateful that I'm sitting here outside in my ocean view villa while (laughs) my husband brings me a plate of fruit, you know? (laughs) Exactly. Beyond your wildest dreams, whatever it is, because what this actually does is it really puts, as I was saying, you step into the identity of the version that you want to be, and it really puts you on a, on a high vibration. Um, Kimberly, do you ever, do you ever read back the scripts you wrote a year ago? Because I like to do that. I like to go through my old journals and sometimes I just snarkle because it's so, it's so amusing. Yes. You reread some of the stuff and go, oh my gosh, I'm really glad that didn't work out. Oh my gosh, good goodness. Yeah. I mean, I was going to say, not even a year ago, try like six months ago. And I'm like, ew, who wrote that? Oh yeah. I'm like, oh, you sound like such a sweet little child. Um, Exactly. You're like, oh my gosh, that came true. That came true. This is it. This is it. I embodied that really well. And so, I mean, it's so, exactly. It's so liberating when, vision boards as well when you look at your vision board and just about everything on it has come true it's it's just it gives you that extra confidence that you really are you know the magician of your universe yeah you are I love this thank you so much Mm -hmm. for, for sharing your story and your experience with us today and you know for anyone who is listening who's curious to learn more about you and how you can help them leap into their desired reality. How could they get a hold of you? Um, thanks for asking. I have my Instagram account. It's Ultimate Freedom Club underscore. Um, and that all started because I just wanted to build a life of ultimate freedom for myself. And uh, so, yes, Ultimate Freedom Club underscore. That's my Instagram. Um, Facebook, you can find me, Kimberly Backer. It's K-I-M-B-E-R-L-E-Y Backer. And I actually have a Facebook group called Mindset, Money, and Manifestation. And uh, this week, we're actually doing an abundance challenge 
where I'm going to be talking a lot about my morning rituals and all these tools and strategies you can do to manifest more abundance into your life. And of course, I'm always sharing tips on money mindset and manifestation because that is my absolute passion and I wanted to share everything with the world. I love that. Thank you so much, Kimberly. And all of Kimberly's information will be in the show notes, links to her social media and go check her out. She's the real deal. Thank you so much for being on Coffee with Source. Thank you so much. I've really enjoyed sharing this with all of you. Have a wonderful day. You too. Thank you.